Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on the Twitter and Instagram. Yes, you can. My name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. And to my right, we have two stars of the show, friends of the show, faces of the franchise. So... Uh, holder of a place in my heart, Mr. Eric Ulo and Mr. Douglas McCain. Is your name Douglas? I've never even confirmed that. That works. It's fine. Is it actually yeah. Douglas? I just got the official name change to D Max straight up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like on your Doug's, Doug's an old name. You man. get pulled over, they check your license, yeah. it just says D Mac on it now. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Guys, on today's show, we got a lot to talk about. Mostly oh, yeah. uh, right off the top. Everybody knows what's <laughs> happening by now, probably. And if you don't, well, I'm sorry to break the news to you that Walker Bueller will not be here for the rest of the season. We'll talk more about that and what that means. We'll also talk about something happening down in San Diego, because that was the news from the weekend, because apparently when you get ringworm haircuts, you need PEDs or whatever the excuse is today. But the good news is, along with that Walker Bueller injury, we do have some reinforcements coming with Dustin May, and we should all be very excited about that, because he'll probably be better than Walker Bueller was this season. I'm just saying. The reports in AAA have been promising. The Dodgers actually lose a game. It is not our fault. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. There's a whole bunch of other little injury updates. We've got a giveaway we've got to talk about and a whole lot more on today's episode of the Blue Heaven Podcast. Before we get into it, we got to remind you this is a podcast. You can hear us in just audio if you don't want to see our ugly mugs. We're on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We live there. And subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell, hit the like, leave a comment, help us out. Makes a uh, Doug... Get a taller seat. Yeah, he, he can't afford to sit very high right now, guys. But don't forget, this is a live show. We do this every single Monday. I get a booster Monday. seat, like at a restaurant. We'll get you a little, a little yeah, booster lift seat. on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you some ass implants. That should help a little bit. Oh, man. Take, take my ass, Hank. Take, take my ass, I'm saving Hank. up for those injections. Yeah. <laughs> we do this every Monday, guys. Make sure you drop into the chat. Let us know where you're repping Dodgers Nation tonight. Right off the top, a lot of Bueller comments, a lot of Bueller concerns, which we will dive into. Um, uh, Jamie Lannister brings up a good point that we might not even see him until 2024. We're hoping yeah. for the best. Don't, don't you? put that evil on me ricky bobby is that when the next season of game of thrones comes out no no it comes out next week oh i mean uh house of dragons comes out next week we're already doing pop culture references this no, those are jokes I'm... his name was jamie lannister oh anyway move along uh, I'm sorry. and gabriella brings up the point that we already talked about d-may coming sending positive vibes to bueller from sal uh jay says i can't stop crying man Hey, it's going to be all right, man. Like, you know, it's just baseball. You know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. So it's part of the game. It's Mr. part of the game. Mr. Craig O, that's a big, that's a big friend of you there, Doug. Craig O, he, I mean, he's a big friend of us in general. Checking yeah, in from We love Osterberg. Yeah. Good guy. Great guy. David Rivera Mota. Very excited for DMAC. Sal checking Let's get in. It. From uh, Whittier, my old home neck of the woods. We got Andrew Kidd uh, talking about uh, Tommy John potential. I think he's done being a Dodger. That it, that it, notably, it is his second Tommy John. Potentially, we don't know exactly what it is. They're saying exploratory surgery. Something's going to happen. We're going to cut you open, see what's in there, and we'll figure it they out. They cut him open. They're like, hey, you guys know he has an arm in here? Dude, there's a Hot Wheel in there. It's like a great white shark, you know? <laughs> the best bet. You know, they're doing an exploratory surgery. Why didn't they do some sort of check when they were, uh, you know, in there to remove the, the elbow, like the bone spur? You know who else had exploratory surgery? So it's like a, your mom Me joke. with moms, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. Jeff Snyder says hi. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Yes, yeah, make sure you read some of Jeff's fine, fine work at DodgersNation.com. And uh, go to DodgersNation.com slash subscribe, and you can sign up to our newsletter, and you can see it all every morning. Jose Rod checking in from the 714. J-Rock asking when is Kershaw back. When his back feels better. Simple enough. 
Carolina. My back hurts pretty bad right now, too. Yeah. Karen, the team. Karen, the team. Hey, Caroline Alba checking in on Facebook saying Tatis suspension, uh, suspension was the best news ever. The <laughs> memes have been freaking hilarious. All right, we're going to talk more about Tatis uh, a bit later in the show. But, man, the memes were lit from the start because my dude cannot. He ain't got no alibi because he's just making shit up along the way, and it's hilarious to Doug, watch. Doug, I know you're all over this on the Internet. You love the memes, dude. I love the memes. I, you know, I try to come out. Some people say I went a little too hard. Some people say they told me if Hit 'Em Up was a podcast, it would be D Mac going after Fernando Tatis Jr., Fraud Nando Tatis Jr. Wow. And I think when you look at Fernando Bruh. Tatis Jr., I mean, to me, it's the excuse, the excuse after the fact. And yeah, it's really tough. Like I was saying, he's not a role model; he's a roid model. And I think that he was supposed to be the face of baseball for this whole entire generation. I just don't see how he can get that back. And to me, it upsets me. You guys know I love my players from the DR. And you guys know I'm also – I was a fan of Fernando Tatis Jr., but yeah, lost I know. a lot you, of respect. You're definitely – you feel the hurt. Yeah, there I is feel the hurt from you over this situation. I mean, look, I love my Dodgers. You guys know I bleed blue. I think blue, and I'm out. Yeah. But I think blue, I bleed blue, and I'm out. But I also just always am rooting for what's the best for the game, what's the best for the, the sport in general. And you need those transcendent superstars. You yeah. need those superstars that are appointment watching, and he was definitely one of those guys. Here's Absolutely. the question right off the top, though. You have a long list of dudes who came out on the Mitchell Report, guys who have like very much been caught using steroids through the course of their career. You think about a guy like David Ortiz. David Ortiz was obviously a PED user. No one really remembers that from David Ortiz. You think you think yeah. of like Boston fans, even when you think of like Yankees fans, they think of like that rivalry with the Red Sox and what he was rivalry. a part of. Yeah. I don't really think that he really has that much of a tarnished reputation in terms of what he was able to accomplish for the rest of his career. Is that something that's going to be available for Tatis? I think the only time it came up was the Hall of Fame just because right. I agree with you. But yeah, in the last decade, but it really came up when you saw Plenty of other guys who were linked to the Mitchell Report, not even sniffed the Hall of Fame, and then right. he got in, and that and did like, fire whoa, 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 up. But that was the first time anyone really ever talked about David Ortiz and the juice. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that I had thought about over the weekend where I was like, this hurts right now. Like, it sucks right now. I didn't like seeing it. I was like, that sucks. Like, yeah. That super, super sucks. Because number one, let's say, for instance, there was a mistake and it was not his fault. That really sucks yeah. because there's no way out of that. There's not. Like, you're just going to have to swallow your pride and just take it. Number two, if he was trying to cheat, then that also really sucks. He was trying to cheat. So it obviously hurts. But also at the same time, I was like, you know, right now it hurts. But I think probably a couple of years from now, we're probably not going to talk about this very much. How You guys want to talk about Gagne? Like, we can talk about Gagne. Like, <laughs> different it is, era, though. They it is a different they, era, they and I understand that. They weren't testing. They weren't in, enforcing any rules then. But the long the list of things that you can't use now compared to what you couldn't use yeah. back then is yeah. ridiculous. It's crazy. Like there's so many substances that are hidden within things that they don't even know. I'm sure. Like in the CBA, they're probably looking at it and be like, I don't know what that is. Like I didn't look for <laughs> yeah. that. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a pharmacist. Whatever you want to call it. So I do think it's going to be one of those things where a couple of years from now, we're not going to talk about it anymore. Honestly, for the player side of things, I'm quite sure there's a contingency in place where you can be like, Hey, can somebody look at this because I might need it or it's been prescribed oh, to, to me? Yeah, they yeah, need yeah. To. yeah. And he chose to not take the proper route to treat his ringworm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. Brooke, I do think time does heal all. But he had so much momentum. The face of MLB, the show, just a budding superstar. That's I think he's going to be yeah. absolutely fine in the long run. I mean, you're already seeing Fernando Tatis Jr. jerseys going 25% off. Yeah. If it was like 50 or 75% off, then I'd Bruh. be worried. But I'm just wondering, why did he want that ringworm to go away anyway? It's probably the closest he's going to get to a ring in San Diego in the first place. So he might as well just keep it. And like I said, he was gone from 
the face of baseball to the face of Clostable. I mean, who knew what that was before this, right? I mean, uh, but no, in all seriousness, it's just bad. <laughs> baseball needs its stars. We're big NBA fans. Yeah. We know that the NBA is driven by its superstars. And FTJ is a guy you want to see out there. He's going to miss the entire season, the entire season. And, uh, yeah, it was just reckless. And I think you look at the whole picture, too. Let's say that he was on his best behavior, yeah. and this was the first incident. But when he's not taking PEDs, he's falling off of motorcycles and lying about it. So that's kind of my issue I mean, yeah, as well. There's, there's, there's a long list. We're going to get more into the, to the, the, the Nando, the Nando uh, saga later on in the show. First, uh, we got to take the opportunity to properly welcome you to Blue Heaven. I'm going to cheers, y'all. Thank you to our friends at Jim Beam. For getting us to the next hour or so of Dodger Talk. Let's dive in first to the Walker Bueller news. Of course, we know it's been out since June 10th. Had a flexor strain that knocked him out of that game. Uh, the hope, the goal, the prey was that he was going to be back by September. Be ready for a deep postseason run. Be, able to be somebody. I mean, they've even talked recently about potentially throwing him into the bullpen, giving him some sort of option. So I think, and the reports coming in right now from some of the beat guys, it seems like they were trying, they were hoping he was throwing. He hadn't progressed off a mound yet because per uh, here, we got Plunkett, you know, he was experiencing soreness while playing long toss. So best case scenario, maybe it it is just forearm. Maybe it's a, I mean, the flexor, <laughs> whenever we've seen that, it feels like it always eventually will still lead to Tommy John. Um, maybe it's not that bad. He is, he, he's had it before in his career, Tommy John. So maybe it's a, like a primary revision, something like Rich Hill had in the 2020 off season or 2019 off season. It was something where it's a shorter recovery and, and Richie still keep pitching. Uh, he's kept pitching. Of course, he's not a 99 mile an hour guy, not to say Walker was anymore, but yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a shock to, uh, to lose a guy like this um, in the way or to pretty much know, hey, he's gone now, he's done. But, um, you know, there's still hope that maybe 2023 is not out of the option or not out of the picture yet. There's still hope that, I don't know, whenever you're seeing uh, Dr. Neal over there, it's not usually a good sign. It's just, a, you know, full yeah, transparency. It's, it's just name. not a good sign. You see Dr. Neal all the trash <laughs> and you're like, ah, that's ball game for you boys, especially when you're a pitcher because that's an 18-month time frame, best case scenario, because I think d right at 18 months, is he yeah. not? Like yeah, right, right around yeah. there. So that's generally speaking what it is. It's not really any different for any pitchers. Like, it doesn't yeah. really happen any differently other than that. If you're a position player, like, a 12-month recovery span is realistic. But even then, like, if that were even the case then, like, he would still probably be cutting it pretty close and still not be likely not in the starting rotation heading into October for next year. But you're going to hope for the best. I don't know what else there really is to do other than to that. Like, yeah. But it's going to have pretty big implications for the playoffs. But on the other hand, we've gotten here without him. We, I mean, we've done everything that we've done without him being his best or even anywhere near his best or even healthy. Like, we've gotten all the way here, and it's, for the most part, been, like, crazy, crazy good, right? Like, pitching-wise. Like, there's a lot of dudes who we're relying on that we were not planning on relying on yeah. at all. Yeah, I would say the Dodgers are one of the very few teams that could sustain losses to Hudson, to Bueller, to all these guys, and still put up the record that they're putting up. This year, in starts by Walker Bueller, the Dodgers went seven and five. Yeah. Without Walker Bueller, seventy-two and twenty-nine, a seven-twelve win percentage, one hundred fifteen game winning pace. So I think they're gonna be just fine. And I think it was unlikely that he was gonna come back and be that Walker Bueller of old. And I think. 
it was just unlikely when yeah. you saw the strikeout numbers. I mean, they've just gone down this season, 58 strikeouts and 64 innings, and I'm just upset. I mean, it's going to be uh, Walker Buehler's postseason off and uh, Buehler's postseason off, and I think that if he could come back and just contribute in some capacity, yeah. whether it be a multi-inning reliever, possibly a closer, you've heard those takes out there, but yeah, I mean... You heard it here last week. Yeah, I there think you the go. problem is there's gonna be, there could be a sequel to Walker Buehler's postseason off. Because we're not just talking about yeah. this year. We're talking about next year. And I, I'm with Brooke. Like, Neil Elitrosh is the Edwin Diaz of elbow guys. Like, it's <laughs> over. Like, uh, yeah. It's over when that guy gets involved. Like, I do think it's going to end up being Tommy John. And I think they already – I mean, I know the, the elbow scope or whatever they did before, the debridement. I don't even know what that – I say that word. I don't know what it means. I, I don't know what it means. Sorry. Anyway, they didn't – You're know, not they, a doctor? I'm not a doctor. They already did that. That seemed like, you know, something that was hopefully they said it was unrelated, but clearly they've been in there trying to figure it all out. So I, I think the most it seems like it's all heading towards Tommy John for Walker, Bueller, our, which, um, which is tough. Our friend Deborah Young saying he could have had surgery weeks ago. And I think at that point in time, it was two months plus you know, plus two months or minus two months. It was still going to be either a you maybe luckily get him back this year. Or you don't have them for the rest of the year and 2023 either way. So it was a gamble. They, they took a roll of the dice. Talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. And, and that's not necessarily just a Dodgers decision. I mean, yeah. Walker Beeler has to want to undergo surgery. And my guess is they said, hey, let's see if you can rehab this. Let's see how it looks a few months from now. But I'm actually kind of glad in a sense. Obviously, the fact that he's gone for the remainder of the season and possibly next season. I don't say the full TJ. To me, it's like saying Voldemort and Harry Potter. You don't <laughs> say the full thing. It's just bad luck. But I think that... Yeah, I think the fact that they're not messing around saying, oh, let's try to rehab this. Let's do a PRP and see if it gets better and just try to just just push this off as much as possible. I kind of like the fact that they're saying, hey, we have to, to possibly get the surgery and get the surgery and try to get him right. Because the reality is he wasn't right this season. Yeah. The numbers indicate that. The effectiveness of his four-seam fastball just really just fell off completely. So, yeah, it's just very unfortunate because when you look at this rotation, yes, they're very solid. There's no question about it. But postseason baseball is very different than regular season baseball. And when you have the kind of stuff that Bueller has in the postseason, a, a 2.96 career postseason ERA, he had the stuff that plays up, the stuff that misses yeah. bats. We'll see. Can you have that next man up mentality? And there's still some questions about Clayton Kershaw's health as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big loss. Um, but also at the same time, it would have been a big uh, addition heading into the postseason right now. It's, it's play with the hand you're dealt. This is a team that sure would have been nice to see them go out and get a Frankie Montas or uh, a Luis Castillo. Guys we've talked about for months ad nauseum, but... That's just not the case. You got the guys you have now. You you don't need six starting pitchers in October. You already got your four in place with Julio, Tony, Catman. You you got you Tyler Anderson absolutely has earned he's earned his spot. No. And Clayton Kershaw is a dude who uh, you know, he's he's kind of on a Hall of Fame trajectory. So I think that's a good point, the trade deadline, though, because I think that tells us that the Dodgers were somewhat confident he could come back, yeah. at least at least a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. right? Because if it was like, hey, Bueller's going to need elbow surgery, then maybe they're a little more aggressive yeah. with those names that you listed off. Doug's boy, Luis Castillo, who he worked for two years to try to get. I really but did. I think, that's, I think that does kind of prove that the, maybe this is a bit, this is clearly a very new development for the Dodgers, not something they kept under wraps. Yeah, there, were, there was hope, but, uh, you know, they say hope in one hand, and... Um, <laughs> 
and the rest. But uh, we'll know. Hope is hell of a drug. We'll we'll know a whole lot more the the operation or the the procedure or the looking at inside of his elbow meat is scheduled for August twenty third. So we will know more by uh, whenever date that is. Is that uh, next Tuesday? So we'll have some updates to talk about on designated Twitter or the roundtable. Next week. Well, Brooke actually had a really good point about kind of a cascade effect of Brooke Bueller being out last useful. year, too. No, it, it was great. Was, it was a great point. I was point. being an asshole. That's what I do. What was the point I made? I wasn't listening to myself. Tyler Anderson getting a qualifying offer now. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, TA is probably uh, getting that qualifying offer from the Dodgers. He probably should have gotten it anyways the way he was yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to get a qualifying offer? How in the hell would they not extend him to a How qualifying offer? How many times offer? have the Dodgers done a one and done in those situations? Hey, he's a much they different. Have, they have no problem letting an eight mi- bringing though. in an $8 million guy and letting him leave and go get his cash well, somewhere. But now you have a dude who's injured. You also have maybe not Clayton Kershaw. And yeah. then you're obviously. You need, you know, you need guys to fortify this rotation. Yeah. I mean, that's why they were in talks for Pablo Lopez, possibly. I mean, they need some more dudes in this rotation. I, I, I fully I expect them. To uh, to give him the qualifying offer, and I think he should you, get a two year deal. Honestly. I love I he love me some Tyler deal. Anderson. I don't really want to go into twenty twenty three with the expectations that he can. He's gonna he's repeat. gonna get a uh, if he makes it to free agency. If he makes it that far, Tyler Anderson's gonna get a two year twenty something million dollar offer from the Giants. Yeah, probably seems right. And like cheating off of Friedman's notes yeah, for sure. <laughs> he definitely likes. He's earned that. it. He's earned it. He, he should get his money for sure. Moving on, guys. Um, the world ended. The Dodgers lost a game. Gone are the days of a 12-game winning streak, of a multi-game, of a double-digit game uh, winning streak. They were shut out. Freddie, no happy about the shutout. Uh, Shouldn't be. Nobody should be happy about a loss or about a... Uh, particularly a shutout, but realistically, it was bound to happen. It was going to happen. It's 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 really just a sign of how crazy good this team has been. It's absurd that I mean, there were some folks that were like mad on Twitter about them losing, and yeah, it's Kansas City, but things just happen. That's a, a, what do they say? You're going to lose 50 games. You're probably going to win 50 games. What's what you do with the rest? They're good. They were at 33 losses for about a month. It yeah. felt like I was at a bar and this guy was like, "The Dodgers just suck, man. Like they're just they're just so bad this year." And I was the, like, "The worst is when you have NFL fans like who like baseball that treat the, the results like like football. It's like, oh, they lost that game. The Royals. Like, oh, this team sucks. It's like I was actually kind of proud. Like I, you know, checking out Doug's post game, which you should always check out. He's you're doing him three or four times a week now. Check him out, DodgersNation.com. Um, three up, three down. There you, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah. there. YouTube.com slash Dodger Nation TV. It's also show up live on Twitter if you have your notifications on. But anyway, I was kind of proud of some Dodger fans being like, whatever. They yeah. finally lost a game. We're going to move on. Sunday here. getaway day in Kansas City. A brunch game. As you know, you, know, brunch you really know what the problem Ooh. was. Tony Walters. Yeah. yeah he, brought, he brought that Colorado garbage. He, he, you know, they, Dave talked about like, oh, yeah, you know, they have familiarity with each other. But yeah, he had familiarity with the bad Tyler Anderson. Not That's the good new guy. Yeah. I have familiarity with people I don't like. It doesn't mean I, you know, He's they're right good at what here. they do. <laughs> I love Doug. <laughs> Anyway, the brunch baseball. I mean, that's just that's a tough start. I mean, how yeah. many starts do they have in a series in a, yeah. in a series before noon? Yeah. Yes. I mean, the batches didn't show I up. I mean, two hits got shut out for the fifth time of the season, and 
Yeah, Brady Singer, he was hitting all the right notes, as we talked about earlier, they right? Were, and were. the Dodgers' offense was off-key. No, I'm just playing. But honestly, we look at this team, the way they've dominated that 12-game win streak, all those wins by two runs or more, the dominance that they had on display. Matching the Moneyball A's. Matching the Moneyball A's. And I think when you look at this Dodgers team in the stretch that they've had, like I said, it was a brunch baseball game. Brady Singer was dealing. You got to tip your cap a little bit. Also, Tyler Anderson, those leadoff base hits were getting yeah. to him. And sometimes you see on the road when he doesn't have the feel for that changeup. And mm-hmm. kind of sometimes we'll see him get later in the start. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, just even – yeah, yesterday was just – it felt like a loss. It just felt like your it, classic it was, brunch Dodger baseball loss. Yeah, it was a winnable game up to a point. And then it was like, all right, everybody's just kind of checked out. It is what it is. And, and realistically, you could say they kind of checked out mid-game on Saturday because Dave started taking everybody out because he needed that rest. Kind of turns the brain off a little bit, game's mental, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. You finish a game with Hans Alberto on the mound, <laughs> and then you start a game at 11.15 a.m. the next day. That's not exactly like rah-rah, like get the Metallica pumping in the clubhouse before. It's like, oh, God, we got one more game in Kansas City. Also, fun fact, Coffin Stadium has as much square footage of playing area as Coors Field, which Rick Monday said yeah, multiple times during the broadcast. Very cavernous outfield you, uh, in KC. A little off subject, but uh, do you guys have strong opinions about the Field of Dreams game? I saw it pop up in the chat. I didn't watch it. I don't care for it either way. I think it's all some garbage, overly staged thing. I think it's cheesy as shit. Much like Field of Dreams does not need a sequel. I like it. There I, I, to like, be one. I like Ken Griffey Jr.'s dad coming out and playing catch and like, Right. Having a catch. <laughs> Sorry. I'm yeah, like, oh, I think, God. you know, what's interesting is the sponsorship rights for that game. Right you know, what's crazy. The sponsorship rights for that game were actually higher than the All-Star game. Yeah, That's that how many people ridiculous. tuned in. I think to me it always comes down. hard. Too. The ratings fell. It's all about <laughs> yeah. the matchup. Yes, yeah. last year you had the Yankees versus the White Sox. Yeah, they're like Cubs, Reds. Cubs like, versus no. Reds. Man. I mean, dude. Someone threw out, I think it was Dodger Danny, threw out the idea of a Sandlot game in L.A. with like Angels Dodgers. I was like, that'd be kind of cool. They remade it. There's going to be a dog? A huge dog. You got that dog. <laughs> that was, God damn. That was uh, Doug McCain, ladies and no, gentlemen. No, but I think you bring up a good point. I think the first time, like, I'm not going to lie, last year I watched it. It definitely it was cool. made the hair on the back of a neck stand up. But it just, like you said, you have the reporters dressed like they're from, like, the 20s. And Joe Davis and, and, Davis and Joe Schmulzy. Davis with the Wait, vest. Wait, hold on. In that case, they, they let, like, women on the field? Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> oh, they didn't back then. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 I understand. Yeah, it wasn't, well, you know. Thankfully, right it wasn't fully times. authentic. Yeah. I mean, they definitely <laughs> took their creative yeah. liberties, but... Um, <laughs> was Pete Rose there, babe? <laughs> oh, wow. Oof. I mean, Smoltz you know, would have fit right in in that time. I mean, not, not getting vaccinated. Yeah, no, exactly. But honestly... Moving <laughs> back for a little bit, Soldier Boy, 3064, from the future... Brings up a good point. The Yankees are two and eight just in the last ten games. Dodgers are going to be fine. The curse of the Joseph Galbino. Gallo. The curse of the Pico de Gallo. He's the, yeah. Watch me crank it. Watch me roll. Because he's soldier boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> soldier. Soldier. Oh, soldier boy, like from the boys. Oh, I don't have you been I there yet? Yeah, you haven't got there yet. Oh, spoilers. I'm Why, so sorry. Way to ruin it, Chief. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too big on like obsessing about the Yankees record. Like I'm just not. I, I, Again, it's baseball. That's what happens. You're going to lose. Chances are chances are reasonable that the Dodgers go out and lose like three in a row, four in a row, because that's just how baseball works. Is it going to happen? I don't know. Stay tuned later in the show. We talk about the upcoming series. The only New York team you should be worrying about right now is the Mets to make sure to ensure, if you really want a scoreboard or standings watch, make sure the Dodgers have the best record in the NL. So what if I want to throughout. go meet the Mets and beat the Mets? Beat the Mets. You can do it all. 
You know, Mr. Mets, the highest paid mascot. Hernandez. <laughs> what? But yeah, since, uh, I agree since July first, the Dodgers have lost just six games. So there's room to whatever the opposite of improve is in that time. Do you think? Do you think that this team has another ten game, uh, ten plus game winning streak in them this year? You specifically. Look Take your time. Schedule. I think so, just because they have they have a bunch of games against the Diamonds. The Diamonds. The, the Diamondbacks. Diamonds. I was so good getting through the music, and then at the very end, my brain broke. <laughs> I have so little processing power because I have so many Google tabs running in my head. Anyway, uh, I think I think Get there rough. is I think there is a ten gamer because they have a bunch of games against the Diamondbacks, a bunch of games against the Rockies still, and it could come at the end of the season. And. 14 in a row against either the Brewers or Marlins right now. Yeah, I mean, the dream would be, right, they sweep the Padres at the end of the, at the, end of the season and then have those six against the Rockies. I'll be really greedy. They win all six, and there you go. Bada-bing, bada-boom, 10 uh, games. So, yes, they have a ten, They have another double-digit winning streak. Real, real quick, uh, despite the loss, there's still a lot, whole lot to be happy about. We know Mookie, Trey, Freddie, MTF still getting it done. But how about the return of Max Muncy? We talked last week or the week before how much we're buying uh, Muncy's Hot streak. Larger sample size now. Brooke, are you buying or are you selling the Muncie hot streak at the swing change? Is this for real or is this just a streak and the Muncie we saw for the first four months is the real guy? I think the biggest thing for me is that it's sustained success, and that's probably the only indicator right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's all you're going to get because when he's had those hot streaks, it's been like a a nonstop, like, he's back. He got two hits today. And I'm like, meh. Let's see yeah. how he goes for the next couple of days, and then he shits the bed for a week, you know. But he's hitting 400 for the month. He seems to be driving the ball with authority, which has been something that he's definitely been lacking. Middle middle pitches that have been hanging over the plate that he looks like he gets a good wood on is like short flyouts to center field or like right on the warning track or something like that. Right now, it looks like he's making solid contact. He looks healthy. He looks strong. He's seeing the ball well, like he always does. So I'm buying into it. I'm, I'm all in on this man. Muncie's back. Like I feel it deep in my nuggets. Yeah, uh, you know, the uh, what the problems he was having was obviously partially uh, mechanical, but majorly mental. And you start getting a little bit of streak, things uh, get a lot more good, and he's definitely looking locked in for justice. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Giveaway time, guys. We mentioned it at the start of the show. We've seen it on our social media and all that kind of stuff. We are giving away a $250 Fanatics gift card on or a part of our uh, Dodgers Nation uh, family here. So if you guys are looking for your secret code, this is the time you're going to get it. Code is fire take for this week. So you would enter fire take and you're going to get, I think it's like five more free entries on our uh, giveaway form. So you are dodgersnation.com slash giveaways with an S dodgersnation.com slash giveaways. Go check it out. Go enter, go try to win yourself a $250 fanatics gift card. And it's, it's back to school time. I want to thank the fans, you know? Thank you, people, specifically you, Soldier Boy 3064. What would you get with your $250 Fanatics gift card? Oh, man, that's tough. I need, I want, I want, you know what I really want? I want a black Dodgers hat. 
You can't. Like, I want one that's not you know ragged like yours, but you know. Listen, mine's eleven years old. I think it. You're eleven break. years old. Well, I don't. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Listen here, Pipsqueak. Doug, will you what buy would you a mouse get, pad? <laughs> Sheesh! I think I probably would get one of those classic Hawaiian shirts. Maybe a couple of those. You can get some crustables. Probably get a custom Dodgers jersey with Yulo on the back. Put number one. What do you think? Maybe three for three or three down. I don't want to be rude to some people in the audience who watch, but I have some pretty strong opinions about about custom names on back of jerseys. Oh yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this. You <laughs> having a strong opinion about something that's, that's pointless, In- infinitesimal? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Uh, no one asked me what would I buy. You know, I really like the Dodgers beach towel. It just really lets strangers know whether or not they should talk to you. It does, however, sometimes invite people to talk to you that you don't want to talk to on the beach. You know, if you got that beach towel, you can come on over and swim in old uh, FRG's pool. Is that perhaps not, is that in uh, not Whittier? That is I don't not Whittier. Location. Yeah, look for the horses <laughs> and the people riding them on there. Yeah, I would think you would get a ticket for riding and riding your horse and texting, but they're all doing that. Yeah, people do that in front of my house too. I sometimes. think you get a DUI on it. Serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. On a Technically seat. a vehicle. What if the horse is drunk? He's like, Ossifer, he been drinking. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> I never got a texting while driving horse ticket with, by a horse cop. I was like, come on now. Did the horse give you the ticket? I mean, I felt things banging on my window. I felt like it was in How Jurassic did that horse Park. become a cop? Trust me. It was <laughs> in Beverly Hills. You know that cop who you were, but I was texting. It's okay. He just back. walked up to your window? Yeah. Did you have any carrots to like, feed the horse? It had, it had the aviators on. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was did good you times. Chal- did you contest the ticket so like a horse could come into court? Da, 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 da. Wait, Doug, are you are you fact checking if you could swing Damn a custom jersey with two hundred and fifty bucks? Like it was just a, it was just like a. a what, uh, over on, <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Doug. United <laughs> One dropping a super chat to hey. us. Thank you. Says I, someone I know bought a custom Dodger jersey and put twenty seven trout on the back just to mess. With people. Oh man, that's, that's a good, nice. That's an expensive troll job. Hey, did you guys know the angels are really, really bad? Ice, Ice Queen Seven would buy a D Mac bobblehead blue train. Let's go, blue train. They, they want to. You'll get a custom soda. She wants the future dog. Train. train. <laughs> yep. Hey, Jose yeah. Rob to finally uh, was finally able to get the All Star Game hat. You know, it's hard to get any of these things. Uh, wait, do we? I heard they're hard to get about the Vin patch. Did uh, Mikey get us a Vin patch? I went to wait in the line in the at the secret spot, and that line was a good early line. <laughs> I was like, nah. not so secret. But uh, Dorte was at the front. I was like, let me cut. He didn't let me cut. I couldn't. Security guards were being real D-bags about it. Uh, like, are you supposed to be here? And I'm like, I don't know. Where's the line? They're like, figure out where the line ends. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where the line is. And then you got, and it's then you got going beat. three directions. Yeah, then you got beat and you ended up on KTLA. Yeah, man, there's some yeah. real a-holes. Would right you guys there. ever buy a City Connect jersey? The Smurf, no. the Smurf suit? So did we or would we? Would you? No. I, I mean, have I fond would memories of it. Was I retired from the jersey. 30% off, free shipping. Are you doing it? 30%? Doug can give you the price. Come down, come down rich kid. <laughs> We all don't have fancy new jobs. Foreshadowing. I don't even have a job. <laughs> Moving on. Let's uh, get Freaky. a little bit into. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, that's money that could be used for beer and meat and pool and Ooh, pool meat beer. You know, water ain't free. <laughs> ain't nothing free. Hey, Edward Rios water. reminds me on AM five seventy every day that water isn't free and it's an important part of all of our lives. Hey, LA. <laughs> Why does he do all of those? Like the quitting cigarettes thing? It's like. I don't know. He anyway, was the one available. It was like yeah, Kike yeah. with the no dumping thing. Anyway, sorry. Go on with the actual <laughs> I know, okay, baseball. He's taking a dump. Anyway, <laughs> um, boys on the mend. Uh, we've talked a little bit about it, a good bit about it off and on here. Dustin May, looking beyond ready, recently finished his residency. I'm calling it a AAA oh, Oklahoma wait. City. We have uh, Oklahoma City with five inning. 
10 strikeout performance that included an immaculate inning that you can see on our YouTube channel. Ooh. Question mark. Instagram. On our you, Instagram. You look like you got news. And our Tic Tac. Uh, Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone both just got bumped up. Triple A. Triple A. Gavin Stone, by the way, is the truth. Like, for, uh, Bobby Miller is going to be good, whatever. But Can the I'm, Dodgers I'm just putting get all a my money in roster. Gavin Stone for sure. He's a beast, man. Special exemption. <laughs> I really need to. We're injured every year. Can we have like 10 extra spots? By the way, if you want to know more about Gavin Stone, we just dropped a video. Me and Tim Rogers went deep. Uh, we did a deep dive on Gavin Stone and some other minor league prospects that you need to know about. So definitely go check that out. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Or Dodgers 28.com. Dodgers 28.com. Nice. Nice I prefer the views so on plugs our YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> Got more plugs than Joe Buck. Uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All together, though, uh, D-May over oh, hair. D-May over his five <laughs> outings, his five starts at AAA, four earned runs over 19 innings pitch. It's a 1.89 ERA, 33 Ks, so that's up. Six walks. Uh, you'd probably want him to walk a f- bit, maybe one or two fewer, but that's me being nitpicky. Um as we've mentioned, Code Red rejoins the rotation this coming Saturday back at Dodger Stadium against them Miami Marlins. Mm, Doug, what are your expectations for Dustin May? My expectations is he really picks up where he left off last season. I think you yeah, saw him almost mission. double his yeah. strikeout rate last year, and that's what I was looking for mainly in all of his rehab starts. Was the swing and miss there? Was the mm-hmm. punt, were the strikeouts there? And they definitely were. The stuff is looking as filthy as ever. He's actually looking even more deceptive this time around. I think that... Right here, he added multiple new pitches. <laughs> I mean, he's been fantastic. I mean, he is... Dustin Mania is coming soon to a ballpark near you, and I think... There's a lot of a lot of pressure on him now, especially after the yeah. Walker Buehler news for him to come in That's... and perform. And I'm kind of a little bit worried about that. And you just never know. I mean, we saw Tommy Canley come back from Tommy John and wasn't ready to go. But I think Dustin May's in a better spot. He clearly has put in the work. He's checked yeah. off every box. And I definitely fully expect him to co- to basically just step right in and contribute right away and have a major impact. A yeah, I mean, major impact. If anybody uh, is going, if anybody's going to be uh, <laughs> hair plugs. Well, let me change the setup here. I mean, this is something we've been talking about now for three months. Of just wait. If you can get through the trade deadline, through parts of August, you have weapons coming back. You don't need to make a massive deal. You don't need to go and get whatever the hell you need uh, or whatever the hell fans think you need at the trade deadline. No, just wait. And you got Dustin May, you got Blake Trinan, you got, well, now Bruce Dark Gratterall. You maybe have a Tommy Canely. This is now the fruits of waiting. You got Dustin May coming back. As we said, just wait. at me like that? Because I'm, I'm addressing it you. You know, just like every relationship I've ever been in, the thing I've been telling everybody is just wait. It'll get better. You know, <laughs> everything I say, you know, it, it'll get better. And Dodgers fan, I told you it would get better. It's going to get a little worse before it gets better again. But uh, the good news is we got a lot of dudes on the way. Obviously, losing Walker Bueller is a big blow. But when you look at how the things are set up, what we have coming to us, what's going to be available to us. I'm not in any sort of panic mode. Like the second I heard Walker Bueller was out for the season, I was like, oh, that sucks for him. Like. Doesn't change anything much for us, realistically. Doesn't. The only thing no. that we were missing is like big game Bueller, which we didn't know if we were going to get back in the first place, even if he was coming back to pitch games this year. So, in terms of that, no panic mode button for me. Saw Dustin May pitch. I've seen like highlights of every single, single one of his minor league starts, and I'm like, oh, that dude is nasty, nasty. Yeah. Like, even if he can only come in and yeah. pitch four innings a game, like, that's enough. Like, forget everything else. Like, that guy's going to carve up hitters for us, and it's going to be wonderful. He's been filthy, and he's had time to spend with 
the 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 coaches at um, the Arizona you know spring training complex developing pitches going to that drive line uh, facility type of thing. Be do not be shocked if you. you my bad. Whoa. Do not be shocked if you see. I tried to power. Check swing. I tried to power <laughs> you through broke it. Your wrist. <laughs> My hammock bone. Bat. Tried to power through it. Um, do not be surprised to see this guy come up and absolutely shove and uh, be somebody firmly in the conversation to be getting early round starts in the postseason. Another guy who's in that conversation, Clayton Kershaw, who is out. He's a happy boy, and that's the important part. Dave Roberts talking about how. You know, at, uh, after this epidural, you can you could read. It's not too hard to read Clayton Kershaw. He's walking around. He's smiling. He's being jovial, as Dave said. He's in a good spot. Uh, Clayton Kershaw going to be back. Says he's fully expects to be back in October and earlier. He, he, even with the loss uh, for most of the season of, of Bueller, you're still like in a. They're not the sexiest names. I'm looking. You're looking at. Tyler Anderson or whatever, but you're in a really good spot for this October potential October rotation. You have options, and that's big. Yeah, absolutely. I think now it's imperative that he comes back healthy, and a lot's going to be put on. Is his back going to be able to sustain this? Will he have some other injury down the stretch, or is this going to be a guy who's fully rested, has a lot of left in the tank for this postseason run? But I think, yeah, I mean, Tony Gonson, is he going to hold up? Tyler Anderson. Julio Urias, really, to me, is my game one starter at this point. The Urias is truly the Urias now. We kind of yeah, manifested that. Is. He absolutely is, yeah. Yeah, you look at but. the slow start for Julio. I did a, did an article on him last week on the DodgersNation.com. Check it out. But, like, you look at the numbers. You deep dive into the numbers. Um, MLB Network did a, did a whole piece on him. And it, it, what's funny about Julio is he's going to the fastball more and getting more swing and miss and getting more sneaking yeah. more up in the uh, up elevated away. fastball is yeah, and it's, and it's nasty, and the, and the velo is going up. I mean... Yeah, you're able to start a series with him on the bump, and then, then you're going to anybody from there. You know, you got. I mean, I might consider Gonsolin for a game one, just because I think you and I were talking about it last week. Yep. You got you got to worry about, you know, Gonsolin going into a game two. Like crap, we're down 0-1 in the potential in the the scenario where you lose game one. I I like Julio's mental more than I like Tony, just because veteran presence. One guy's been through a whole lot more in his career. I'm looking at you, so that was for you, <laughs> whatever you it is. Yeah, I mean, I think Urias really is truly is now the, the ace of the staff, and I hate to be a rain cloud. I love Clayton Kershaw, the messaging we heard um, last year of, like, he's going to be ready for October. Like, mm. he may come back for a start, but, like, there's no guarantee that his back's not going to flare up again. I think this is his fourth back injury Point since box. 2010. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to believe it. I want to buy it. I love the quotes um, from Kershaw about his back, but – I'm just really concerned we're going to see like a start or two and then it'll be an issue. But, and we, you guys have been talking, Brooke has been driving the, driving the ship on this thing for two months, but we got to talk a little bit about the, the Tony Gonsolin effect on his innings. Yeah. Notably check out the latest episode of three up three down that dropped this morning, but it, it should be, it should be a concern. And I think it is a concern for this club, but you know, the next couple of weeks, you can't just keep running Tony out there. You know, he wants to keep pitching deep right. into games. He wants to stay out there as long as he can. He was pissed to come out of the game on, what, Friday, Saturday. But, um, Friday. You know. Just those Roberts quotes, those dot quotes were, like, a little terrifying. When it's like, I want him to go as hard as he can for as long as he can. It's like, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. We just did this last year. <laughs> and what, brother. And, and, one of, one of, and one of the guys who did, and, like, Walker Bueller, like, clearly Walker Bueller 
the part of this elbow injury, and it was necessary because you had Kershaw out, you had the whole Bauer situation, you had Dustin May out. Clearly, they had to redline Walker Bueller yeah. last year, but now you're seeing how that all played out. We they, we saw how they lost the NLCS. You talked about them being gassed, and I think we maybe I have PTSD from it. I'm just very concerned that the same thing could happen with our Lord and Savior Tony Smokes. <laughs> Notably, yeah, been, a rev- been a revelation. Notably, Joe the detailer said that he saw me on top deck the other day. I felt like a, a freaking B-list celebrity the other day, man. Everywhere I went, there was somebody saying like, "Hey, DN." I was like, "So was a weird day." So we get noticed in top deck. Apparently, top deck's our place. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I dude, could, I'm I could, serious. I'm not Brooke's even joking. With you. Can we make that a shirt? It top was like deck and my people. Eight different, <laughs> yeah. like eight different people were like, "Hey, Brooke," and I was like, oh, "Hey," and he was like, "Oh, my name's Steve," and I was like, "Okay," but like Steve I was Steve from Riverside. Uh, no, I, was, I think that's one of the that makes me was, an F list celebrity because I sit in top deck all the time, never been noticed. But I was you guys are the peeing in the bathroom. We don't know. I was at a urinal in the bathroom. The guy's like. The end. I was like, would it have been a better interaction yeah. <laughs> if the, the piss troughs were there? Oh, well, yeah, they'd have been right up next to me. <laughs> Dude, I went to the pee trough in Chicago. I was like, I mean, I squeezed in between two dudes. I was almost sideways, you know, like, oh, that's an experience. So you peed on people at Wrigley Field. Yeah, the trough is so much better, by the way. If you guys have never experienced the, the Dodger trough Stadium life. troughs, when did they There's take the troughs out? What year did the troughs come uh, that out? Was, they started doing that in the 04, 05 offseason. Oh, the troughs. Yeah. Ah, it's just yeah, kiss. Really we never should have dropped those. Yeah. Tropicana Wa- Park. Walking up Tropicana. with <laughs> walking up with dads holding their kids up. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was yeah. Standing up. On we the gotta things. think of a funny nick. I was a big. I was a big, I was a big like pants down the whole way. <laughs> oh, the full, the I stopped doing that like <laughs> two not, years not ago. As a kid, but, yeah. Not as a kid. Uh, but yeah, those drops were legendary. And I no, no, he had a mandate. He's like, as soon as I'm married, I'm gonna stop doing it. Exactly. I'm gonna stop. Take away Farmer John's and the troughs. What's next? The Dodger, Dodger Stadium is lost their fries. way. They don't play the game the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Take my pants off in the bathroom. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> David Ross says, D-Mac, me too. <laughs> David Ross, my man. Hey, hey, hey. Not Ross. Ra. Oh, David Ross. Oh, what's up, David Ross? the manager yeah, of the yeah, Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. David Ross, yeah. It's not former catcher, Dodger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, to get back to your point on Tony Gonson, I think we still what he's shown is, oh, I don't know. Are we, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I think what he's shown in the last couple starts, I mean, he went six and two thirds. <laughs> Took that perfect game deep into that one. The walks kind of climbed up a little bit, but I think he's continuing to prove that he does have that durability. I think we're going to see a Tony Gonson coming out party in the postseason. You see his ERA just under 10 in the postseason, served up a lots of dingers in his opportunities. And I think that this is the moment for Tony Gonson. You learning how to use that curveball against lefties. The split change is as good as it's ever been. He just has really gone from, it's such a cliche, but from pitcher to thrower this year yeah. and just the way he attacks hitters. And as long as he's controlling that strike zone, I have a lot of faith in Tony Gonson. I love the grit and just the swagger, the mound presence that he has right now. Compete. I mean, you see the yeah, strike. After the and you saw you guys saw the video I did uh, the birthday one. I mean that swag is there, man. He's like Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts. I mean I don't. He's got that swagger. I think that he really wants to prove himself on that big stage. And never fear, Tony the Tiger's here. I think that he's going to step up for the Dodgers in the postseason. Absolutely. I'll finish too. Having a defined role in the playoffs will help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He, that was sixteen when we, days. When we layoff. talked to him after his World Series win. Uh, that offseason, that was one of the big things he looked at and he talked about improving upon this one being ready for any any role. But that was a contributing factor. Like, hey, I, I uh, kind of didn't really know what I was doing. I tried my best. And he was like, uh, yeah, I just really like to have like a more defined role for next season. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. I would like to know what my employer wants me to do. <laughs> 16 day layoff. <laughs> 
Uh, Jose Rado 5 saying ETA on Bobby Miller. I am enjoying the idea of the ETA on Bobby Miller. Um, uh, you know, the, the move up to AAA... It's kind of big. It doesn't signal an end of season promotion. That, no, no. no. Uh, it, it it signals. They love to say it optionality. The Dodgers love to call it optionality. I think they're looking at him against quote better competition to see how he handles it, and you know that could be uh, you know that's a K Rod situation there. The yeah, good old the I good mean, old fashioned K Rod. K Rod back in my day meant Francisco Rodriguez. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at 20 strikeouts in his last two starts, 13 to thirds innings. Like he, I don't think he has a ton more to prove in Double A, but yeah, yeah. I, I still think you gotta you gotta give him some time. He needs like, time, if, man. If, if he, time. If, oh, I agree with that, but I think it's it's looking, it's giving yourself an option. It's an emergency, a breaking case of emergency. Like somebody isn't working, Bruce Dark comes up, Blake Blake Trinan doesn't work out. Um, you're playing a meaningless game against the Diamondbacks in September. Yeah, and you're trying to see is this, is guy, this guy somebody we can throw into the bullpen into the bullpen for sixth seventh inning whatever it is he's not going to be your closer despite what you think i think everybody's a future closer he's an option you enjoy the optionality of having optionality (laughs) baby let's go elsewhere though around the injury sphere before we get back into what we started much earlier in the show and bashing fernando tatis jr Oh, yeah, that was fun. Bruce Dar Gratterall's on the men. He so far has um, two scoreless appearances, Friday and, and Sunday, I think. If he's pitching tonight, that'd be a back-to-back, and that's pretty much, you know, the clearance to, hey, there's a good chance he's joining, rejoining the club. Uh, I think in this series, definitely no later than Friday back at Dodger Stadium. And... Um, Bye-bye, uh, Reyes Maranta, for that one. Blake Trinan made his first rehab appearance on Friday, a scoreless frame. I would imagine you're going to see him uh, slow play, get him, you know, just pitching, uh, uh, building up the arm strength over the next uh, strength over the next two weeks before we see him in September, potentially when the rosters expand. One guy we haven't talked about a whole bunch of late, Edwin Rios. Now in week three at OKC, 13 games as of the time we are doing this live. 15 for 49. It's a 306 average. Five doubles, no dingers. Um, 17 strikeouts. And he's playing a real ugly third base. He's like five errors in seven games over there or something like that. The Dodgers went out and acquired uh, a, a guy who would do the same job he does in Joey Gallo. Where the hell does Edwin Rios fit on this roster? What do you think? Mr. Brook me three. Oh, like, it's been made very clear that the Dodgers are going to give uh, Joey Gallo a, run, a run, runway to figure things out. There's a lot to like. If the dude can get his swing right, he's just a, a brawler out there. Not to mention he plays above average defense. He's one of the best outfielders on the team by advanced metrics in the outfield, obviously. But in terms of like his bat right now, it's not good. Like, There's a lot of things wrong with it. Obviously, he's hit a couple tanks, one of yeah. them against a... Uh, I mean, the numbers are fine. Since They're not he's bad. Been here. They're not. But when like you're looking, sixty-seven. And if there's any sort of fall off from him, though, nine hundred plus OPS. I still don't think that they're going to give up on him. I still think he's going to ride this yeah. playoff team. I still think that they're going to probably give him less at bats heading into October, if that's the case. But when you look at it as everything stands right now, there's not a place on this roster for Edwin Rios. There there's really just isn't. not. Especially if you're like saying like, hey, a J- there's a James Outman also waiting down there that needs his shot because that dude was crushing when he came up. And he should, James Outman should get a bunch of September at bats. He yeah. really should. <laughs> the only obvious spot you would potentially have uh, have the opportunity to plug in an Edwin Rios is you would have to rob 
a Trace Thompson of a spot. And you can't do that. One, Trace has been a revelation. He's been great. Two, he's a much more defensively versatile athlete that we need over at Edwin Rio. So, I mean, Brooke is saying, I don't think there's a spot. you got to agree, I'm imagining. You see a spot? You see a way of sneaking this dude on the roster? I mean, look, he was really turning the corner earlier in the season, a 793 OPS, seven home runs, and 86 at-bats. But I think there could he could be the odd man out. I mean, I think really yeah. at the end of the day, you want to play the hot hand. And to expect him to come back, you mentioned his strikeouts at the minor league level. He's a guy we know that can hit majestic bombs off of right-handed pitching, but no one does that better than Joey Gallo. Right? I yeah. think Joey Gallo, if he can find it, he's continuing to get better. You're seeing some mechanical improvements in there. I think the confidence in there, the, be- the beard is helping tremendously. And I just think the momentum that he has, I, pr- I think I stick with the guys that got you here. And I think yeah. that he missed so much time. I think it's been significant. This is nothing against Edwin Rios, but it's not like he was absolutely lighting the world on fire no. before he went down. I think Joey Gallo is a multi-time all-star. This is a guy that's a year removed for a 140 WRC plus season. Edwin Rios, he was Edwin Frios last year because he was so <laughs> cold. But this Bruh. season, I just don't think that there's enough time for him to come back and prove himself when you consider the nucleus that's – that the Dodgers have right now. So I'm going with the guys. And like I said, Trace Thompson, if you look at his reverse splits and all the success that he's had, just kind of the good vibes with the players coming off that bench, I think it's going to be tough to hit for him to squeeze in there and carve out a role. You know, they say the uh, the best ability at times is availability. And, yeah. and, I mean, it's a freak injury, but don't get hurt. You want to stay on the roster? You want to prove yourself? Don't get hurt for a second year in a row. And I think that's really the case for... Sorry, Eddie. We had to go get somebody that we can trust in the postseason. Sure, he's performed a little bit there, but I don't know. Yeah, sometimes it's unfair. It's like out of your control, but what can you do? I mean, the Dodgers had to make a move. They did that. And I think Joey Gallo is already starting to pay dividends for them. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, I want the best for for Edwin Rios. We know he swings a big bat, and we know that that can help this team in a lot of different ways. Look at his home run that he hit against the Braves in the NLCS. He's even proven that he can have success with this Dodgers team in the postseason. And who knows? Maybe Joey Gallo resumes his role as that walking strikeout machine and Edwin Rios gets an opportunity <laughs> and he shows that, hey, I'm going to get right back to where I was before the injury, but my man's hamstring essentially fell off, you know? Yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be tough. I really do. Do your yoga, kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lower down on the totem pole, we've seen uh, we've seen these names a lot, uh, asked about a lot over the last couple of weeks. So um, Dylan Batances, uh, uh, ERA over 11 in 15 games at AAA. Pedro Baez, ERA over 6 in 6 games at AAA. Hansel Robles, uh, another one of them flyer dudes. The Dodgers love to sign a le- uh, ERA over 11 in 8 games. We ain't going to see any of them up here in L.A. Getting out of L.A. and moving on down to San Diego. Let's talk more about Mr. F.E. 6, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, We've chatted about him already a lot. Uh, I'm calling him old uh, Ringworm McGee. Broke the internet on Friday. Suspended 80 games for PED positive. Doug did a great video about him on our YouTube channel. Check it out. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. The reports got wild. The memes were great, but the reports got wild. And, And his team... His front office throwing him under the bus, talking about trust, Clevenger, <laughs> shitting all over him. It's it's an interesting sight to see for a a dude with a 14-year contract who is your franchise player. Give me some more. Uh, just how does you feel, really, just about Fernando and this whole situation? 
this is a deep cut, but it reminds me of the Manti Teo catfish story. Wow. There's only two. There's only two outcomes. I got to do my Notre Dame boy dirty. There's only time, two. Outco- there's only two outcomes. To this for Fernando Tatis. Either you're incredibly naive, or you're an idiot. Like neither answer is good. Like there's just no good way to spin it. I know his his dad pretty much just dug another five feet down uh, with whatever with the report that came down today, but. Yeah, it just it just doesn't look good. I firmly I'm with Doug. Like I firmly want to believe that he wasn't actively trying to cheat, but then it's like, okay, you're a multi-million dollar athlete. You need to pay attention to what's going on. Whether wait, maybe let's just say buy the ringworm thing. It's like, dude, read the label. I'm pretty sure the FDI but FDA buys up a ton of airtime during the Dodger games because I see the commercials to make sure to watch the labels. Maybe the Padres don't have enough uh, you know, wait, ad wait, space to sell. You listen those, to the part but, where it's like this with yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I just mean anyway. There's this whole campaign. I'm not going to give you my. Uh, that was a, that was a great. That was a great TV. Uh, this is about noise. But yeah, there's just there's just no good answer for this for Tatis. And even if it was ringworm, and even if you used the wrong thing, like, dude, how did you not double check? It's the kind of recklessness that makes you get on a motorcycle two times in like 14 months and screw up your wrist, and then try to lie about it to your team, and then the owner, the president, the pitcher. Every other guy in the roster goes off. So it, it's a ho- it's a horrible look. You're either an incredibly incredibly naive or you're an idiot. And the I'm both. <laughs> me, me too. The souring oh, relationship <laughs> with him and the uh, and the front office is um, down there in, in San Diego. I mean, AJ Preller was not. He did not uh, mince words too much in talking about the the need for trust in conversation or in um, being forthright in what's going on in your life of course there was a little bit of an issue there in the offseason with the whole extended lockout or lockout extending into march but um it took them a week to find out oh yeah this guy was in a motorcycle accident apparently it was multiple motorcycle accident um by the way fernando tati senior my dude needs to shut the f up because he is. If you don't not, know the facts, <laughs> if you don't know the facts, so you he, need to shut the. Oh. He had the thing today. Hold on, wait, let me, let me hit the button. Yeah, yeah. Do it again, Doug. Which one? Go ahead. If you, don't oh, know the facts. if you don't know the facts, you need to shut the <laughs> up. Oh, there you go. That worked. <laughs> yeah, nailed that one. Oh no! I don't know. I thought you were fisting me, bro. Doug, oh, Doug, was, Doug was so happy. It was awesome. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> we're happy about the stupid things here because we are, but stupid people. Speaking of stupid people, though, Fernando Again, Tatis, both versions of Fernando Tatis. Um, <laughs> the ringworm thing was like immediately a huh. And uh, now his dad today, senior, uh, visit him and, and his good friend, Chan Ho Park. But <laughs> senior comes out today talking about, um, yeah, you know, blah, 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 bullshit excuse, 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 which also doesn't add up. But uh, at Talking Friars, they, they, he's a fella or they're a group, whatever they are, they do... They there talk were, Friars, they talk Padres, you know, they're like... Uh, those were the, they're one of those team fan sites, you know? You ever seen one of those? It's like some Dodger blogger? Yeah. It's like some Padre blogger? Lakers hack? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this is Uh-oh. at uh, TFRAC underscore uh, SD over here is their version of that. But this guy put together the whole Tatis timeline, and this oh, wow. is before... This is before uh, Daddy came out and, and exacerbated the issues today. But Tatis timeline, top Tatis opts against team recommended shoulder surgery. Hey, don't forget, his shoulder is shit. 
uh, gets in a motorcycle accident. Only one was reported at the time. There was just one. Dad says there was no accident. It's not a big deal. He scraped his knee and hands a little. There's daddy not helping. Um, <laughs> pictured wearing a wrist brace in the offseason. Tatis reveals he had multiple motorcycle accidents to the media at spring training. Wrist surgery announced. Rejoice joins team. It says he gained 10 pounds of muscle despite having an injured wrist. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this one, but filmed by a fan taking an unauthorized swing in a cage at Petco Park in the middle of his rehab assignment. He leaves Frisco, Texas without telling anyone to fly back to San Diego, seen by a fan at the airport. Announced by Jeff Passan nine minutes before the Padres' August 12th game, he had tested positive for cholesterol, whatever. Um, Doug knows how to say it. Yeah, yeah. Cholesterol, what I'm going to call it. Uh, Tatis, doesn't call <laughs> Tatis doesn't call Preller to let him know. Instead, his repre representation did. Uh, tries to say he took the cream to treat ringworm. Mom tries to convince people it was ringworm by posting a picture of Tatis's neck on IG. And, Ooh. oh, man. Uh, Hector Gomez reports Tatis actually began using the cream back in March to hide the motorcycle accident. Tatis does not call manager Bob Melvin. Melvin has to initiate the call to Tatis on August 3rd. And then again, today, Tatis Sr. talked about needing it for, uh, he got a bad haircut. Is that what it was? He got, a, he got an infection from a bad infection haircut. Yeah. My God, this is all so dumb. I mean, the, the, the biggest part of irony is Preller and Peter Seidler talk about how the relationship needs to be built on trust. But... Tatis's inception of the Padres franchise was built on mistrust. It was Preller not disclosing James Shields' injury yeah. to get the trade with the White Sox done. So this is just, the hens are just coming home to roost here. You know, you guys made your bed. You guys messed with the baseball yeah, gods. I mean, they don't have him for that long. Yeah, he's only got, he's only there for like 35 more years. No, but I do think that's the biggest takeaway was the reaction from teammates like Clevenger to Machado yeah. Yeah. to the ownership to Preller and everyone across the board. But yeah, I think when you look at his history, he's so young, but he just doesn't seem like he respects his organization. I just truly believe he's reckless. He feels like he can do whatever he wants. And I think what pisses me off is the 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 after line the line he's doing after the backtracking it's almost like he hired Ryan Bronze PR people i mean what Bruh. is he doing with what he's doing after the fact trying to claim that it was about a ringworm with this to me it's very clear he's a frustrated superstar that was embarrassed about the motorcycle accident and he wanted to get back on the field as soon as possible. And I think yeah. you're a guy that he loves to play one thing you say about Fernando Tatis Jr is he loves to be on the field and when he's on the field, he's a great player. There's no denying that. But, yeah, to me, it's just a tough situation when you consider all the momentum, the big, the coup of all coups, the trade of all trades, getting Juan Soto, and it was supposed to be this big three or even a big four with, uh, with um, everyone they had picked up. And I just think yeah. it's just a tough situation. I think when you're Fernando Tatis Jr., though, like if he doesn't grow up after this, he never will. This has to be no. his big this come to, to Jesus. This, this has, has to be his low point. point. Yeah. He has to really figure it out after this. It, it, it never got that. Uh, I, I don't feel, or maybe it's, it's you know, you, you try not to think about things a certain way when you're a fan in that moment. But, man, a lot of this feels at times like, like the Puig era in L.A., just a lot of dumb things happening, saying one thing, the other thing happened, uh, the other thing ended up happening. I don't know. He goes out, gets DUI. Um, uh, 
speeding tickets. Just a lot of off-field issues. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Tatis wants to buy a helicopter. To be clear, though, Tatis is a hell of a better player than Puig ever was. And better younger, too. I mean, Puig, yeah. for all we knew, was like, you know, he's he was a... You know, a uh, U.S. 24 is like a you know, cumin, like, 43. Yeah. It's so, Clint, Clint's comp is awesome. He is Yasiel Puig as far as, like, you just read off this, like, bullet list of, like, yeah. here's all these odd, weird things that just were not handled professionally. And he very much has that as far as Fernando Tatis goes. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, for all we way, know, Puig never tested positive for steroids, though, you know, for and, PEDs. And, yeah, but yeah. what's worse than that is multiple assault accusations. That's worse. So... <laughs> One guy was trying to get himself better to get on the field. The other guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, you're basically debating just two people that have a lot of skeletons in their closet. There's no question. But everybody has has their uh, has their their issues and and et cetera. But on a lighter um, note, the Padres could just end up being the the Brooklyn Nets of baseball. They make this big trade. They have these three big guys, these three big names, and it never really works out. I hope that's how it works out. (sighs) That'd be fun. That'd be great. Do uh, you, sir, do you think the Padres look into at all trying to void this contract? No. That's my short answer. No. There's, I mean, there's just nothing Would you really you? do about it. It's a struggle. <laughs> I mean, it's too much of a struggle at this point. Because like, that's a lot of money. Publicly, it's a lot of years. They already publicly were like, hey, based on the motorcycle accidents, that's not something we're talking about. We're not talking about <laughs> voiding the contract. Now, if you, can you turn it around after that? I don't really think you can turn around on your fan base like that. I don't think it's going to be a good reaction because if that's the case too, Tatis is probably going to be motivated to go somewhere else that's going to compete with the Padres based on that interaction, based on how things went down. And it went downhill from there. The good news is he signed until 2034, right? <laughs> is that what it is? So there's a lot of time for them to make up the relationship and make things right, make things better. And you hope that they do. I do hope they do because I want him to be a star. I want him to have yeah. a really great career. I want him to be continue to be good for baseball. I want him to be fun and exciting in San Diego and give fans a reason to go to the games when they're down 16 games in the West. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, I, I very seldom will ever praise uh, Alex Rodriguez on anything, but I did like his... Like, I don't want him to be do something stupid like I did. I don't want him to be stupid like yeah. I was, uh, where he got suspended. As part of the K-Rod broadcast, <laughs> big fan our, over our there man with Cody. Cody was hyped for the Michael K, Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez podcast, or broadcast, whatever it was. Are you saying uh, he's a big fan of Derek Jeter, Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer, greatest shortstop ever. He existed for a long time and compiled counting stats. Shout out. Bruh. Tell us how you really feel. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you do you do really hope that this guy gets the right people in his life to tell him, hey, th- you got an opportunity here to continually finish second in the National League West. You should be smarter about this. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot of money in in the club down the road is gonna be looking at you. Why did we give you this massive contract? No, he's He's a generational talent type of dude, um, but yeah, he just he, he needs to get his head screwed on a little bit better because uh, there are some issues there. There are definitely some issues there, and we've seen it throughout his uh, this timeline that I read, but also in the short timeline of his career. There seems to always be kind of something going on with this guy. Too many headlines. Way I, too many headlines for somebody who should be a face of the game. You don't hear headlines out of Mike Trout. 
And that's a bad thing, to be honest. But just, I mean, even well, that's just baseball. But for sure. Really but really. I have a question for you guys, though. Do you think this is an isolated, an isolated incident when it comes to the PED use? Do you think a lot of his success early on was because he was juicing at some point? Uh, you hear that a slippery slope, man. I mean, you hear a lot that's of whispers out there no. about players. I mean, <laughs> no. this is, how, this... how good was Robinson Cano when he wasn't juicing, right? Was this Robinson Cano's positive impact in his time no, with the Padres? In his, uh, for t- uh, Fernando, I don't, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a juicing thing. This is a very good baseball player. This is somebody who was embarrassed for getting into multiple, apparently, the most uh, motorcycle accidents and hurting himself and wanting to go out and play. Like you said, he's a dude who loves to play the game, and you know he's finding a way. And plus, in the offseason, you know when the lockout was happening, they weren't testing for shit. You know the, yeah. the CBA was all gone. What happened? No, I just forgot it was an early game today, so I was all clocked out. I was like. Wait a minute. Why did it say we're going? They're going li- uh, uh, warm ups or whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, baseball. Right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. they were playing early today. My bad. I was like, "Sorry, fuck yeah. Anyways, that's enough about uh, old Nando over there. Quickly, a look ahead. Brought to you by the Dodger Nation app. Download on iOS or Android now. We got a weird ass schedule coming ahead for the Dodgers. Fourteen of the next fifteen days, including today, are going to be played against the same one of two clubs. You got. Brewers for four, and then you got Marlins, and then you got uh, Brewers again in L.A., and then on the road, four with Marlins, which is just so weird. In a wraparound series. Yeah, wrap very around. dumb. I don't like it. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little bizarre. How do we think they do? I think they have a problem with the Brewers. That's about all I'll say about that. I think if you look at a split with the Brewers, I mean, look at the match with tomorrow, Pepio going against Woodruff. He's not the same guy as he was when he dominated my fantasy baseball team last year but still a good pitcher and then you got the Heaney Corbin Burns matchup for later in the week so I can see a split against Milwaukee this team is so hot though you could also envision a scenario where they take three of four I think total they probably take something like 10 of 14 from both teams combined in the home and road series but yeah it is a very interesting when you consider that you got a home road uh, combination and the travel that it involves yeah I'm not very interested I don't like it it's just, it's just weird to look I at. Like, I actually thought I thought I had the window on my computer closed too small, you know, like move stuff around. I was like, the Marlins game is not on Monday, but it, there it is before they go and play the Mets in New York. Yeah, it's very weird. I got them going to eight and six. The Brewers are always a tough matchup for them. It's just the the little scrappy team against, you know, the big giant juggernaut that is the Dodgers. And they just, <laughs> the Brewers just always seem to give the Dodger trouble. And also, like, Andrew Heaney, let's be honest, he's going to pitch like two and a third yeah. innings. That's a bullpen game. Glorified. Just has Heaney on it at the bottom. I'm going to look at this game one. Um, so if you guys are listening to this, you know, it's uh, you're going to know what already happened. <laughs> but if they lose today, which is the game you should win because you got Julio, which is Monday. If you lose today, if you lose Monday, uh, I, I think that's really just, that's back to back and it's going to set them on a, a path of uneven games. So if we're looking at the, the totality Bringing go. it back. Man, that's a good of, Dodgers word. Of the 14 games, I think it could be like a, a weird and frustrating and dumb split. Seven, Probably seven. not. I think they're going to do better. I feel they should and will do better. But, um, yeah, 7-7. Seven and seven, I'm going to go. Uh, it's one of my favorite drinks because it's cheap. And I'm going to go. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to predict. And I'm praying that I'm wrong. 7-7 seven and seven over this next 14. Three losses. Bruh. Wow. 11 and 3. 11 and 3. 
Oh, come down I got there. ten and four. I got ten come and down four. There quick, man. Math I guy. know it's been a good day when Brooke is optimistic about the Dodgers. That's he that's knows a big not take. of what he speaks. He's not. He wasn't even paying attention to what I said. No, I don't listen to anything you say. Oh, Steve, yeah. you know each other so well. It's gonna be wild. Thanks a lot to Stevenson's with their their schedule, right? The schedule yeah. makers. Yeah, this is uh, this is just bizarre. The wraparound series on top just it's just the perfect weird. It's the cherry on top of the weird schedule cupcake here. Yeah, it's a little odd for sure, but. Yeah, this team, I see them taking 10 to 14. I really like the, uh, the offense is just rolling, man. The offense in this streak, know, set, over seven out games. Kansas City. <laughs> that was a blip. That was a blip. That was a, a little glitch in the matrix there. And uh, you're going you're gonna to see Will Smith back in the lineup. And I think this team will kind of want to play up to this Brewers team. You've seen a lot of great matchups with the Brewers over the years. The Marlins have actually played the Dodgers tough, too, especially last season. But I think this is the, I think this team conti- want to continue to go out there, execute, play great baseball. And just keep stacking these dubs, man. I see it. The uh, the chat of the folks participating are uh, are being positive as well. We got a nine and five. We got a ten and four from Justin Kim in there. We got another ten and four in there from Ice Queen. Uh, a bunch of ten and fours. Norm Lee says uh, nine to f- nine to f- nine and five or ten and four because you know I respect that optionality. Just optionality. Give a little bit of a little bit of everything in there. Guys, uh, before we get out of here, here's my uh, final thoughts brought to you by Hornitos. So cheers uh, to our friends at Hornitos. I don't know if you guys saw the story of Winton Bernard, a 11-year minor league player who just made his uh, big league debut with the Colorados. It's a pretty cool story. You know, he, he I didn't, I, did, I admittedly didn't watch the whole thing, but I know it was an emotional moment because, hey, You've been waiting 11 years to get here. He's finally making his big league debut. There's tears. There's there's a hard time uh, trying to describe what you're feeling. Just how you feel in that moment. Uh, you know, the family is happy. Family comes out there. It's really cool. And and in a way, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of look at it a couple different ways. I, I had that, like, back of mind Andrew Tolls feeling just because you know of the struggles that Tolls went through before making his debut uh, with the Dodgers in, in 2016. You know, he had that struggle to get to the big leagues, and his struggle was uh, a whole lot different. His struggle was, you know, due to mental illness and, and struggles there, not being able to uh, stick to the game, worrying about himself, trying to take care of himself, can't stay in the game gets out of baseball, goes and works in a damn Lucky's market or whatever the hell it is. Andrew Friedman gives him the call. Like, hey, I liked you before. I want to like you again. You come here and work for me. Makes his debut, takes over. You know, I don't think Winton Bernard's going to take the Rockies by storm. But it's a really, it's really cool, um, it's a really cool story, and it shows not every baseball player that ever drafted is a blue chipper. And I think back to some of the dudes like Rob Sagan making his debut with the Dodgers. That was it was fun. It was uh, an interesting story for a very bad team or for some pretty bad teams, um, if that was the era. But even going back, you guys remember the name Brian Myro, 2005? He was 28. He had been in the minor leagues for like 10 years, eventually found his way up to the big leagues. Didn't do anything, but still, it's cool. It's cool. Finally, <laughs> to finally you know, achieve yeah. that dream and get the hell out of where you don't want to be anymore. Yeah. Well, just the grind too, right? Like how many times do you think Winton Bernard thought like staring at the ceiling at two in the morning, like, what am I doing? This is year seven. This is year eight. This is 10. It's, it's really cool. And that's why baseball is such a great thoughts. sport. <laughs> his wife next to him, like Rocky, you'll never make it. Slams another egg yolk. 
Norm Lee, I love the way he says it right here. Bernard is a classic example of why baseball romantics love the game. It's just baseball is so much better than every single sport combined because that's because you're an Eagles fan. Uh. <laughs> Me, it's like I got football, basketball, baseball. You know, why don't for you one. eat a? <laughs> I can still hear you. <laughs> you could. They couldn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we're here in real people time. Um, there's this. There's a story. There's a story to baseball, and that's fun. And congrats, Mister Winton Bernard. That's really cool. I hope you do something good. Hope you don't do anything good against the Dodgers. Made his debut as a 31 year old, almost 32 year old. And, uh, you know, don't let your dreams be dreams, kids. So as we wrap up the show, here's one final shot. May the Dodgers stay healthy and win all the games, even though I said they won't. May you stay healthy and happy and go enjoy a fine Hornitos with your friends like I plan on doing. Probably going to try one of them Hornitos Palomas once I'm finally able to get back to Dodger Stadium. So cheers. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to the Blue Heaven Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Citrina, Pandora, Player FM, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We live there. So, um, you know, leave a review. Leave like 19 stars because why not? Subscribe, YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Hit the bell. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Do it for Doug. Look at him. He looks lost. Oh my god, my man just my man just dabbed in 2022. Guys, I am at Brookme3. He's at RealFRG. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Huge thank you to even though Doug just dabbed. Douglas McCain over there. Eric, you look The dab is timeless, for, wait, ladies and gentlemen. Hit my hit my handle real quick. It's your, oh, it's uh at E-E-U-L-A-U. Guys, get him up to a billion followers. More followers than Jesus. Mr. Eric Elo voted the number one Dodgers. Twitter follow that you need to be following this year, ranked by me. Definitely Doug go follow him. Doug stepped the ballot box for me. Yeah, he yeah. ran a one-man poll. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Tune back in next week to see uh, you know how close we are in our predictions. We love you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.